At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hour two of the Nightcap on a Friday night. Adam Hill sitting in for Sean King. Sean on the Lone Star State. Still texting about Tiger Woods. Still texted me too. Yeah, about what? Uh, he wasn't a fan of my mock draft that I put out today. <laughs> he had some choice words for me. <laughs> Sean never has an opinion about anything. I'm surprised. A little surprised too. Yeah. Um, well, we'll get to that. Adam Hill, uh, read his most recent mock. We'll take a look at that. We'll get some thoughts, maybe some bets uh, to place. I talked about one that I liked yesterday that I've made. And uh, per your mock, maybe you don't like it uh, as much. Uh, but let's just bounce around real quickly, get you updated on what's happening in the NBA. Uh, looks like the Milwaukee Bucks have pretty much locked up the two seed uh, with a thumping of Detroit tonight by 30. So they win 131 to 101. The Brooklyn Nets do beat the Cavaliers. The Brooklyn Nets actually cover at home, Adam. I don't know if you saw this stat. Last 22 home games that the Brooklyn Nets were a favorite. They were 1-21 ATS. Oof. But they covered tonight. That's not good. A lot of no Kyrie there, though. Uh, yep. And I will say, I know there was a game, I can't remember what game it was, about two weeks ago, where I just kept betting them live. Like, oh, they're going to come back, and they're going to win, and they're going to cover. And they came back, and they did not. They did not. They came back, <laughs> gave it a run, but did not win. Um, so... I'm fascinated how this is all going to play out because I, I think Milwaukee is a team that they're not scared of the Nets. I, I think they'll, they'll say, whatever, bring it on. And, and clearly they're saying that because they went out, they beat the Celtics last night. Granted, Tatum wasn't playing, but you know they win tonight. Uh, I believe they hold the tiebreaker over the Celtics. I'm not 100% sure. But if they beat the Pacers on Sunday, it's locked up. And then you have the Cavaliers taking on the Nets in the 7-8 game. And if the Nets win that game, then you're getting a 2-7 matchup there, which the Nets, the the Bucks, I should say, are the only team I believe that the Nets would actually be a series underdog to in the entire Eastern Conference. And we're getting yeah. that in the first round. Yeah, I would think so. I, that's right. It, it's a, it's a, obviously not a great matchup, but I, I think also you could look at it and say, okay, well, you're going to have to get by them at some point. And so if, if you're the Nets, who obviously did not have the season they wanted to for a multitude of reasons, uh, you could just say, listen, our, this is our season right now. If we get through this, now all of a sudden we're probably favorites 
uh, to come out of this, and I think they'd probably be pretty excited about that. Yeah, so Brooklyn winning tonight, 43-38. and 38. They have the tiebreaker over Cleveland due to series season, uh, season series. They won three games to one over Cleveland. So if Brooklyn wins on Sunday against – oh, they play the Pacers. So uh, a tanking Pacers team, uh, they should be good to go. They'll host, which clearly, you know – it doesn't. Yes, it doesn't really matter because they don't really cover all that much. Uh, but it, it seems like we're destined, Adam, for Bucks Nets first round. I don't know how I feel about that. I, that was we always thought of. Oh, this is gonna be the Eastern Conference Finals. And now we're getting it in the first round. Last year was the semifinals, and this year it's gonna be the first round. Well, at least we're guaranteed to see it. That's at that true, point, right? I mean, it, it's always always possible a team. And you get said off. you were a pessimist. Look at the optimism from you, Adam. Okay, I'm, I'm optimistic about the NBA, the sport I probably follow the least. Uh, sure, I'm optimistic in that regard. But no, I think I think it'll be fun. Obviously, it'll be a good way to to jumpstart into the playoffs to get people excited and say, "Hey, look, playoffs are here. It's time." Uh, I know a lot of people are going to be there's people that don't follow the NBA all year that are going to be turning on like, "All right, when did the Lakers play? Like, uh, check that out." And they're not there. They're, it's, they're they they aren't going to be in the play-in <laughs> tournament. People, there will be no Lakers. So uh, I, I think that there is that you know that element of like, all right, let's let's get people excited. Let's give them a taste of what the playoffs are going to look like and jump them right into the right into that great great series. Yeah. So uh, Nets once again winning tonight and covering at home. Uh, if you were wondering, all right, let's get into uh, your mock draft. Uh, check it out uh, on Twitter and uh, the Las Vegas Review Journal uh, website as well. Um, no surprise here, Aiden Hutchinson going one. So are we at the point, Adam, where, I mean, I know you and I think similarly when it comes to betting and a lot of people on our network, you know, we're looking for plus prices. We don't really want to lay, lay a ton of chalk that said, are, from the people that you've talked to and, and, and how you've looked at this, are we getting to the point where this is get, getting to lock area with Aiden Hutchinson going to Jacksonville? Not not necessarily, and I think a, a couple reasons. First of all, when there is a guy, and, and there's a couple other guys uh, through the mock draft that I think this kind of applies to, of like the too early hype, the too early talk, and I think we were really settled on Aiden Hutchinson very early in the process. And I think one thing to, to definitely monitor when you're doing this, there is a lot of groupthink. I mean, I, I try to avoid as much as I can, but it, it, it seeps in for sure of like, what's this team doing? Who are, who are they going to have? Oh, everybody just has Aiden Hutchinson number one. So he's clearly number one. Well, there's there hasn't been any, they haven't started negotiating the contract. There hasn't been any indication. They haven't made that announcement, which they could do, yep. and say, hey, look, he's the guy. Um, so I think there is possibilities of other guys jumping up there, and the, you do run the risk also that Jacksonville could have very well said early in the process, all right, he's our guy, and then now you've got two months to think about it and be like, ah, well, I don't like this about him, and I don't like this about him, and it, like you know when you when you have that kind of foregone conclusion. A lot of times you overthink it a little bit. So I, I think there is that possibility. I think the door is open. Uh, but I thought very early on Hutchinson was the pretty clear number one guy. There's a lot of things working for him in that direction. He's safe as far as I, as far as I can tell. I mean, I think he's a guy that is a pretty high floor guy. I think you're going to bring him in. He's going to perform at a, a certain level. Like he may not, you know, he may not reach the expectation of, hey, superstar status player. But he's a guy that's going to be coming and be productive. Doesn't seem like there's going to be any issue with him, any problems with him. There's no real red flags with him. Um, and it's a premium position. So I think there's a lot of things working in his direction, in, in his favor, toward that being the kind of foregone conclusion, number one. Yeah. And I mean, there was the buzz okay, it's going to be a tackle. Is it going to be Neil? Is it going to be a Quanu? Obviously, the franchise tag placed on their left tackle changes everything. 
And he's minus 280 at DraftKings. Interestingly enough, uh, a local shop in town here in Vegas, Stations, has a minus $6. Ooh. So, I, I, once again, I don't know. I'm, I'm not racing to lay minus 280 on Aiden Hutchinson. And I hear what you're saying about groupthink. And we had Matt Freeman on, you know, a mock draft uh, guy as well. And he said he put Travon Walker at one almost just to say it can't be this much of a lock already. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that, that was his thought process. I don't know if I would play Trayvon Walker at three to one to be the number one overall pick, which is available at DraftKings. But I, I wouldn't, I don't know. There's just, just some hesitation on minus 280. There, there are certain things you learn. So this is my third year doing this, cover, you know, covering the beat and then in the off season, just turning exclusively to trying to predict the draft and go to it. And, and this is my first time at the combine, which does change mm-hmm. a lot of the, uh, a lot of the thought process. And you could actually meet the guys and sit down with them and that sort of thing. Um, all those things that go into it. He, Trevor Walker reminds me of the guy, which you see every year, who, like, he's a, a rise. He just starts rising up the boards, and everybody's like, this is the guy. This is the guy. And, and I'll say in my first, uh, this is uh, version 2.0. In version 1.0, he was number two overall. Um, but it just it just feels like it's so much hype that's getting carried away, and then it's going to kind of fade away. It's it's not that late, you know, last one last week and a half, last two weeks hype. It's It's the month out guy that just kind of rises and falls a little bit. And um, that, that's just who reminds me of. Now he's very well, well could go one or two certainly could go near the top of the draft, but um, I just don't foresee that. That's not the guy that, um, that I have going up there. I think that there's a lot more question marks about him than there is a guy like Hutchinson. Yeah. I mean, you know, we broke down the edge rushers and by we Sean did. And I just sat here and listened sure. to him drinking down. Uh, but he loved Trevon Walker. He loved the explosivity. He's a he, tools guy. He loved the, you know, and, and obviously he, it was interesting. I was listening to uh, Dane Brugler. So Dane Brugler put out his, you know, he calls it the beast, his his draft guide. I was listening to his podcast. He's over at The Athletic. And he said he had Trevon Walker prior to even the combine where he went berserk yeah. as his sixth best prospect. Oh. So he had him high. So he wanted to kind of make the point like, hey, this isn't coming out of, you know, left field, so to speak. This is, he's been really good. He's yeah. been thought of highly, but the combine maybe put him up a little bit. But going back to your mock draft, and I think this is interesting. So, Kayvon Thibodeau, you have going two to the Lions. What's your pro- What was your process behind this pick? So, a couple of things. First of all, my first one, I had the Lions trading down. I, I, I think two through five, I'll say, in this yeah. draft, every single one of those teams is answering every phone call they get. I think none of the teams two through five want to draft where they are. I mean, they will if they have to, if they don't get the, the right offer. But I think they're all open for business right now. They're all waiting to hear what can they get? What kind of offer? At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
In this particular example, I did not have the Lions trading down. I did last time, trading down and picking Malik Willis. I think Malik Willis makes a lot of sense for the Lions. But at two? Exactly. That's why I had them trading down and right. taking him. So in this case, I had them staying where they are, and I don't know that if they stay at two that they would necessarily take him. They might. It's possible. I know I saw a couple draft people say that this week, that they could stay at two and take him. I don't think they do. I think if they're at two, they go somewhere else. And Dan Campbell just said, we need a starter. A lot, a lot of smoke screens. We know that. But yeah. he sounded legitimate when he said, hey, look, we are in a spot where we need to pick a day one starter, which would seem to disqualify Malik Willis when you have Jared Goff and Willis is a more of a project guy. I do know that the Lions just sent not only their entire organization. I think they brought like a busload from Detroit to Kayvon Thibodeau's pro day. It's pretty clear they're interested. And, and I will say Kayvon Thibodeau is a guy who on the field, and when you watch him work out, when you watch him play, you would make him the number one or number two pick. Oh, and he, but he there, believes he should be the number one does. pick too. But there are questions. Like there, like he was honest about it at the combine, I thought, when I talked to him. And he's like, look, yeah, I do have other interests. But when I put the uniform on, I'm about playing football. And and he's he's almost too cerebral to he thinks too much, which NFL teams don't love yeah. uh, when you're not a quarterback. It's, the, it's the Josh Rosen effect. Sure. And, and so, yeah, I think that there, there's that possibility that he could fall. But I think if a team likes him, if a team does connect with him, I think that changes things. And I think the Lions, if they do, and we know that they committed to his pro day, they they sent everyone out there. Uh, if they do fall in love with him, I think he's a guy very, very warranted of going number two. We'll take a look at some over-under props on players and base it and uh, compare it to uh, Adam's most recent mock draft. That's Adam Hill. I'm Tim Murray. It's the Nightcap here on Visa. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. It is the Nightcap here on VSIN alongside Adam Hill from the Las Vegas Review Journal. As you see, if you're watching with us, Adam Hill, LVRJ on Twitter. I am Tim Murray. All right, full breakdown of uh, Minnesota State-Denver right now as the uh, Frozen Four Championship. Isn't that a Craig T. Nelson school? <laughs> that is. Screaming the, Eagles? The coach, baby. Yeah, Screaming Eagles. I don't think they're actually the Screaming Eagles, though. No, I think it's like, it's a different Minnesota school. I know. School. I did. That was the first thing I thought of. I was like, oh, it's the coach's school. Well, that Minnesota State was in Minneapolis, which was kind of weird because that's where University of Minnesota is. Right. So it was kind of weird that that was the... How the show played out. Uh, Fantastic Aaron, show. Aaron Oster just let me know. It's the Minnesota State Mavericks. Okay. Uh, going for the... Uh, Should, shouldn't they just be the Screaming they, Eagles? They should. Also, the, the staff for a coach, way too small for a college football program. <laughs> and you can't have a buffoon as your defensive coordinator and special teams coordinator. <laughs> it just doesn't work. You can have one. And Jerry Jones fleeced them, right? With the number one pick. Yeah, that's when he went to the Orlando Breakers. Yeah. Where, where is that streaming? I want to go watch Coach. Right? I'm sure. I, I, I will promise you right now. First off, someone will tweet you and tell you where it is. Sure. If they do not, I'm sure one of the gajillion streaming services out there has some Coach reruns on it. It has to. It Also, uh, Sports Night, another fantastic show that was going I never fully you. got into it. Oh, oh nice. Amazon Prime for go. Sports Night. There right, you I'm go. In. Speaking of streaming, we got a game on Apple Plus tonight. We do. Uh, Angels and Astros, and uh, you've got the uh, 
the Astros here. I do. 2-2. Two, two. Good price. In the fifth. Good shot. Uh-oh, we got a, is this a two-run homer? Ooh. First of all, they, uh, the Diamondbacks brought in Oliver Perez, which made me very happy. Um, Padres just said uh, Jerks and Profar just went yard. Yeah, I think Oliver, Oliver Perez is still uh, in the major leagues. I wow. think he's 70. And two pitches, two runs after uh, the Padres had not <laughs> scored the first five innings. So good news for me, I suppose. There you go. And, uh, yeah, so the Padres, uh, two-run shot. They take a 2-0 lead against the Diamondbacks Profar, in the top of the six. Profar is enjoying this a little too much. This could be an issue. With the Padres and Diamondbacks here, I mean, listen, I I love I'm all for bat flips and celebrations. I'm for bringing fun to baseball. I wish that they would do a lot more. Mark Cuban, by the way, said this. Uh, he said they need to do this for TikTok. Really get the bat flips going, the celebrations going, have some fun with it. I'm all for it, but you can't you can't over celebrate when you hit a home run off a, a senior citizen. <laughs> Did you see the granny basketball videos that were going around the other day? That's like this. That's what Oliver Perez. Is. Oliver Perez is forty. How many teams has he played for? He's, 40. Oliver Perez. 40 teams in 40 years. Probably. San Diego. He made his debut for the Padres in 2002. Wow. There are guys in the major leagues who are, were like literally babies when he made his uh, debut. Ten different teams. <laughs> Padres, Pirates, Mets, Mariners, Diamondbacks. He's back with the Diamondbacks. Houston, Washington, Cleveland, and now back with the Diamondbacks. With some of those teams, I think he actually threw hard. Like he could throw a fastball. Well, at one point, I think he threw pretty hard. Now he's just he's just he's throws. a junk ball lefty. He's a he's well. Those guys last forever. That's Clearly. true. Smart man. He's forty years old, still pitching. Clearly. and uh, helpful for you. So hopefully, uh, it sticks there. Keep him in there. Yeah. So uh, Padres leading two nothing. That's good for Mister Hill. Uh, by the way, if anyone out there is uh, is wondering, uh, the Lakers are playing right now. Ooh. Yeah, uh, they're playing the Thunder. 41 to 34 is the score. Uh, if you bet this game, bless your heart, uh, Lakers were a five and a half point favorite against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Utah leading Phoenix 82 to 70. Uh, we had Dallas, good Lord, won 128 to 78. Almost another homer yeah. uh, in your game there off of uh, Oliver. Warning track Perez. power. Um, all right, let's get back to. Um, the NFL draft. So you talked about Kayvon Thibodeau, and I believe his over-under is at DraftKings. Let's pull it up here. I think it's five and a half. Um, actually, it is. Oh, there it is. Five and a half. Juiced to the over. So with your mock drafts, and you're still going to work it out and have different mock drafts, are there any – let me ask you this, because I, I talked about I have made – I made a bet. Kenny Pickett to be the first quarterback selected at plus 180 uh, yesterday. A couple spots in town have it. You, per your mock, disagree because you have Malik Willis going five uh, in a trade. Um, but based off of your mock, would you make any bets uh, on draft position? Are there any particular players that you think that you've got a really strong feeling one way or the other that they are maybe going to slip a little bit or rise? What was interesting about your mock is you actually are pretty high on Kyle Hamilton. You have him going third. Yeah. And a lot of people have him drop into like 11, 12. Well, people are freaking out about the, the, the 40, 40 time, time. Yeah. for sure. Uh, I, I haven't, like, I do think teams care. Mm -hmm. I think there's teams that are looking at it like, okay, but uh, I would, I would imagine that, you know, this from watching some Notre Dame football, a little bit. He's a really good football player. 
like the speed hasn't mattered and, and it does it does change you know potentially how you're viewed in the nfl and how, how much you ground you can cover as a safety in particular it hasn't impacted him he has been he has made every play they've asked he's been all over the field he's he's a guy that if you watch the tape he's pretty much in on every play defensively and, and i feel like with the texans in particular uh, i just find it a good fit because they they do have so many needs i know some of the sites have kind of been playing around a little bit with uh, you know, you list the draft needs, and for the Texans to say everything, uh, which is just such a slap in the face. But it, it's kind of true. Is it wrong? It's kind of true, right? You need everything. I do believe, and now the 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 drawback, I guess, for them is that they have so many picks, and they have more, another pick, you know, uh, 13, I believe they're picking. So um, you, they do have other ways to address those needs. But a guy that like him, that you plug in there day one, who could be a leader, who could be you know, a defensive captain-type player for the years to come, who can cover a lot of the mistakes that the guys in front of him make because you're going to have a whole bunch of new guys that are trying to learn. He's going to be able to kind of get guys in the right position, cover some of those mistakes in the back. Even if it, on paper it says he runs a 4-7, I think his game speed is better. I've just been so impressed with everything that he does. The, the trick that you run into there, if you do bet the under on him, is that the fit isn't quite as good for, for other teams. So there is going to be teams, if he does fall past the Texans and – some other teams start looking. Maybe he he does start kind of going to that free fall a little bit. But I just think it's such a good match for the Texans. I, I think that would that would be a really smart thing for them to do. And I do think the Texans are a better organization than they were in the past. So I, I, I trust them to make the right decision. So you would say, because a lot of mocks right now, basically the way it's breaking down is Hutchinson one, edge rusher two. Yeah. The lean is as Trevon Walker. Sure. You've got Kayvon Thibodeau. And then three, four, a lot of those mocks have Neil Equanu one way or the other in that three, four range. Where do you expect these offensive linemen to ultimately fall? So I do think it's very possible that they go there. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing you have to look at is with some of these teams that you start to get into, the Giants, the Jets, they both have two picks yeah. in the top, you know, 14. So they're going to be able to address two different positions along the way. It looks like uh, another homer. No, I think it's foul. Don't worry about it. It's foul. Uh, they're <laughs> going to be able to address multiple positions. And, and so it, it it does become really tricky trying to decide, okay, are they going to draft this position and then wait on the other one? Which one is deeper? And I, I do feel tackle is a pretty deep position. And I don't think there's that much difference. I, I do like Neil. Um, I, I like both of them, actually. Aquanu and, and Neil are both good at the top. But I don't think Charles Cross is like that much further behind them. So I think that there is an ability, and that's what I have the Texans doing, of saying, hey, look, we need to get a defensive player because if if the drop-off from Neal to Cross isn't that significant, the drop-off in defensive players is, is much steeper in my mind. So I'm trying to kind of think what they're doing. And and by the way, just so uh, we're clear on this, I do every every mock draft I do independently. Like I'll, I start it, make a couple trades of what I think could – potentially happen and then I just go through make the process I use one of the simulators make the process and don't look what I did last time so okay. it's like it's independent of itself um and, and in this case in, a lot of times it just falls and that's what happens in the draft like there teams right now you know somebody could look at it and say well this team isn't going to do that and a team might like a GM might look at well, that's not what we're doing and then as the draft starts to fall it changes it does change your mindset it changes your opinion it change, changes how you look at things so the, every draft is is different if you had a draft on on the Thursday, they're going to do it. It could be totally different than it would be the next week um, of the draft. So those are the things to kind of look at. And and I just feel like you can, if you're the Texans and you have a second pick there, you can wait on tackle because I think Charles Cross is really good and I think he really would fit in well on the other side from Tunsil. 
put him on the right side, and I think he develops really well. Uh, so I think the Texans can wait on tackle and take a defensive player. There. So one one final uh, one before the break, and then I want to get to quarterbacks on the other side. Derek Stingley had his pro day this week. He was tremendous. Uh, but there's some questions about Stingley, right? Yeah, there's never been a question about his ability. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he was amazing as a freshman, and, you know, COVID year was was kind of wacky, and then I think he had, he had an injury this year, the Liz Frank injury. His over-under at DraftKings dropped from 12.5 down to 10.5. Everyone kind of has him targeted, you do as well, to Minnesota at 12. Yeah. Do you see him going potentially in front of that? Yeah. I, it's possible. His skills would suggest he should. Yeah. Um, I will say this. They are told when they go to Indianapolis, everything is part of this. Everything's part of the interview. And there are definitely some things that I would say, wow, if this is how he's acting around the teams, I don't know that they're going to want to take him. <laughs> All right, let's get into those quarterbacks. Where will Malik Willis, where will Kenny Pickett potentially go? We'll talk about that next. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. Ice cold beers, cold hard cash. Join the action on the pitch with the Heineken 2022 Soccer Prediction Challenge. Compete in 20 free to play pools this season for your shot at a share of 100 grand in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Heineken now to start your run at victory. Heineken, beer made better. 21 and over only, terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Drink responsibly alongside Adam Hill. I am Tim Murray. You're a big soccer guy. I am. I was just telling you during the break. I was thinking about going to the Champions League final in Paris. Ooh. When's that? Uh, end of May. Okay. But only if, only if, I don't want to jinx it, but Liverpool is in a good position to qualify. So all of what you're saying could be in Spanish. I have no Fair idea, enough. but, uh, good luck to, uh, to Liverpool. Thank you. Um, is there any betting opportunities I can that that can be made on at, at this point in time? <laughs> I feel like uh, the game Wednesday might go under. Okay, there you go. A little soccer under. They can, they can just play to zero zero and move right through. So maybe that's just wishful thinking on my part. No drama, just zero zero, move through. <laughs> but we'll see. Um, all right, let's get to the quarterbacks because uh, once again, Adam has his most recent recent mock out. Uh, it's there on his Twitter handle at Adam Hill LVRJ. Las Vegas Review Journal as well. So we talked about it last night, me and Wes did. The way I look at it, and it's nothing in life is a sure bet, uh, and he's the underdog, but I bet Kenny Pickett to be the first quarterback selected at plus 180 because it feels like the way the cookie is currently crumbling <laughs> is Hutchinson won, you know, and, and the way it kind of goes down Lions seems too is too rich for Malik Willis. They also have 32, so maybe they get Desmond Ritter there or Matt Corral have that fifth-year option. Houston, another go-round of Davis Mills potentially. The Jets just drafted uh, Wilson. And then you've got the Giants, who I think could certainly look at a quarterback, but maybe Dable and Jones have one go-round. They got Tyrod, don't worry. And your guy Tyrod Taylor. Sure. There you go. Although uh, they did just announce. Did you see this? No. They, they came out and said, Daniel Jones is still the starter. First of all, no, he's not. <laughs> it's Tyrod time. If people uh, don't know, uh, are you you were like 
captain of the Tyrod Taylor fan club. I think our first Wait, ever. Wait, you were? Yeah, you I are. Am. You are. Did you see how good the awful Texans were with him before he got hurt this year? That was a respectable franchise. Beat the Jaguars. Yeah, and we're going to beat the Browns <laughs> on the road when the Browns were good. Before Tyrod got hurt, he was playing a very high level. He will be the starting quarterback in New York before the season's over. That's a guarantee. There you go. So there's no need to draft a quarterback there. If you're the well, Giants. he's old. <laughs> he's not the quarterback of the future. He is the quarterback of the present. But as everyone kind of looks at these quarterbacks, it's 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 not great. So then you get to Carolina at six. No second round pick. No third round pick. You know, Fitterer, their GM, has basically come out and said, "Yeah, we're picking a quarterback." Well, and and so here's the thing with. The Panthers, again, a lot of what comes out, a lot of what is talked about is smokescreen. You, you know right. that. Yep. And and you have to understand that you might see a quote from a, from a coach or a GM and be like, well, okay, that's clearly happening. Not always. True. But in this case, the reports came out. David Tepper, the owner of the, of the Panthers, wasn't shy about telling a reporter, I love Kenny Pickett. We want that guy. He went to Pittsburgh. I think he's on the board there. Yeah. So he loves him. Yep. It seems like it makes a lot of sense, especially because if you're – if you're Matt Rule, you probably don't have that long of a leash anyway. You're probably going to be gone. You're going to want to make the owner happy with you. You don't want to go against his wishes. If you take a stand and you're like, I don't like that guy. I'm taking this other guy. And it doesn't work out right away. You're probably in some trouble. And by the way, Matt Rule likes Kenny Pickett too. He, yeah. he committed to Temple, Temple. And then he ultimately left for Baylor. Uh, and Kenny Pickett ends up at Pittsburgh. So, and, and I would think that Pickett is more ready right now than Willis is. Yeah. Um, even though I like Willis more. And I think Willis's ceiling is higher. I think that I, I think that Pickett is probably the more ready to guy to step in and play, and so that's what that's what you have to look at with Carolina. So I I am pretty I'm pretty close to not certain. Nothing's ever certain, and you never know how it's going to fall. But I think there there's a pretty good chance that Pickett is going to the Panthers at six. So what you have to decide is whether 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 Malik Willis goes before that, or Panthers could trade down too, knowing yeah. that there's not really that many quarterback needy teams necessarily. I mean, in, a perfect, jump up. in a perfect world, the Panthers would draft out, drop down, right? They, yeah. they don't have a second or a third round pick, right? Their second round pick is gone because of Sam Darnold. I forget the pick that they gave away for someone on their roster. They, yeah. they had a third round pick. So the reason I made the bet is it's at plus plus one eighty, multiple spots here in town. So I'm like, okay, that's an implied probability. As I mentioned last night of 36%, is there a 36% chance or better that, Kenny Pickett is the first quarterback selected. I would say yes. Yeah, I think so. And 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 again, like you know, I was at the combine. I think on with you guys and saying, "Hey, Malik Willis is the best quarterback. Agreed. Prospect here. He's number one, and he, I still believe he is. Doesn't mean I don't think that at this price right. that Kenny Pickett isn't a good bet because of the ties to Carolina. Now, in my mock draft, I have the Falcons trading up. The Falcons makes a lot of sense for Willis. They've already got a starting quarterback in place, and Marcus Mariota potentially. You can see how he plays. Uh, Malik Willis, Atlanta guy, would make a lot of sense to go there. I, I think that is a solid connection uh, for them to go. But and but, but they do might they also need say, to trade up. That's well, the question. They might be thinking like as much as we think Carolina is taking Pickett. If you're sold on Malik Willis, are you going to take the chance, or are you going to take the chance that you don't trade up? Carolina trades down mm -hmm. to somebody that does want to go up and take Malik Willis. It would not take that much for Atlanta to go eight to five. To make that pick. And so I think it, it would make some sense. So that's that's what you're dealing with when you're trying to make these bets. It's trying right. to figure out kind of the machinations of how that's going to play out. Yeah, and, and 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 once again, I would not have made the bet if it was even money or, you know, even plus 110. 
you know, once again, basing on the, I think it's, I kind of feel like it's a slightly higher than 50, 50 that Kenny, I think Kenny Pickett, in my opinion, based off mocks that have come out this week, you know, from reporters in the NFL who are piped in Bruce Feldman, college and pro Peter Schrager, uh, Todd McShay, they have Kenny Pickett going there to six. You have Kenny Pickett going six, yep. but you yep. have Malik Willis going ahead of him, right. which is which is the risk that I run making this bet. So let me ask you this. So there's another spot here in town, stations that and uh, and DraftKings offers this as well. Where will players go? Kenny Pickett to go to Carolina. DraftKings is plus one fifty. Stations plus one sixty. What bet would you prefer to make? Would you make Kenny Pickett first quarterback plus one eighty? Kenny Pickett to the Panthers plus 160. I would make Kenny Pickett to the Panthers plus 160. It, it, it does give away a little bit of your of your value on that. Right. But again, it's not it eliminates, overwhelmingly different. It eliminates that potential variable. And it, you know, let's say that Carolina does trade down. Mm-hmm. Now you're sitting there on draft night panicking that Willis gets taken, say, eighth, and they trade down to ninth. Now you're panicking about that. It yeah. takes out some of that concern. Yeah. No, I agree. I I think I might Double down. I mean, I might, I probably will go, go get that bet too. I, I still think at the end of the day, I think Carolina kind of pulls a Daniel Jones situation where the giants didn't need to draft Daniel Jones where they did, but they were sitting there they needed a quarterback and they said, all right, let's just do it. I, I, I think. And they're, they're paying the price still. Right. And I think, and I, I, I look, I, I don't know what, how Kenny pick will be. And that's the thing too, when you're betting the NFL draft, and that's why I've had to tell Sean, I'm like, so Sean obviously looks at this as, you know, from the GM, he's like, this guy stinks. It's like, well, it doesn't matter what we think. It's what they think, what they could potentially do there. And with the situation that's bubbling up in Carolina, I know Sam Darnold basically had an Andy Dalton quote saying, it's my time. QB1. Uh, yeah, I'm QB1. Let's, let's get, what was the quote today? Well, well that, was the, that was the famous meme. I know I'm a good quarterback. I have proved it. That was what he said, uh, apparently, on, the, uh, on a podcast. So. Good for you, Sam Darnold. I listen. I actually still think Donald's pretty talented. I, I actually, I'll say this: he's never when, been in a good situation. When the Panthers traded for him, I was like, I like that trade. So did I. And I'm not out on it. I'm not completely out on Sam Darnold. Like I don't. When have we ever seen him in a situation where you could say, like, yeah, that guy's listen. He has not. He has not performed. I'm not saying he's performed to this level. Sure. He hasn't performed to the level of a third overall pick. But I'm saying of the quarterback I'm about to compare him to. I hear this. Every, I hear this every day. No, I hear every day <laughs> that we still don't know how good Derek Carr is because he's never had a supporting cast. It's eight years. It's eight years. And well, he's never had this. He's never had this. He's never had this. What has Sam Darnold had that we could say? Well, we we saw him in a in a very favorable position and he didn't perform. Nothing. And so I I don't think the book is completely closed on Sam Darnold. It might be for Carolina because right. they need to make these changes. They need to do something to keep their jobs. But I don't think the book is totally closed on Sam Darnold. So the bet you would make, though, would be Carolina selects Kenny Pickett. Sure. Plus, plus 160? 160? Like that number. All right. Well, that's a bet. Uh, go lock that one in, too. I'm going to be, man, I am going to be one unhappy fella if Malik Willis is drafted by the Carolina Panthers. You're going to see me on the side of the stage on draft night with all these tickets that I'm just sorting through. All right. Great. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to go rapid fire some other thoughts on the NFL draft, some over-unders, some potential landing spots. We'll get into that on the other side. That's Adam Hill. I'm Tim Murray. It is the nightcap here on Visa. 
This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Everything you need to bet on baseball this season with 24-7 streaming, daily best bet emails, including advice, data, and strategy for only 19 bucks. Our all-digital MLB guide at VEASAN.com is available now. Adam Burke, he's got futures, team previews, best bets for all 30 teams, plus Jason Weingartner's MLB future bets, trends, and more. Sign up today, get full access to VEASAN through the start of the baseball season, which is already underway. Two more rounds of the Masters and... The NFL Draft, which we have been discussing quite a bit here this evening with Adam Hill. All 19 bucks, vcin.com slash spring. Got a text from Mr. Sean King, who is uh, on the road this weekend, uh, visiting some close friends. And uh, he was uh, breaking down the wide receivers. He said this wide receiver class, and I think a lot of people know, but it is loaded. It is. Well, that's more friendly, as I said, than the one I got, which said your mock draft sucks. He's just, so when when Sean talks that way, he's you know he's one of the fam now. You know? At Bed Three Six Five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. I took it like that. Yeah. I was like, well, I don't, I, he wouldn't do this if you, like, if you just randomly were like, you know, I don't really like this person, you wouldn't be like, your draft sucks. <laughs> By the, way, family. by the way, the uh, yesterday, you Darvish had a no-hitter through six innings. No, don't say this. And uh nope, nope, don't stop. I, I gotta I gotta report the news. Uh Sean Manaya has a no-hitter through seven innings. Uh so I believe because I think you Darvish was taken out after six innings. I gotta double check. But both starting pitchers did not allow it against the diamondbacks. Manaya's still in there, so yeah. Uh, he's got his sweatshirt on. I don't know if the night's over. Uh, he's shaking hands, so he might be done. Oh. Manaya might be, yeah. He's got 88 pitches. So uh, Sean Manaya might be done for the here night. Goes, here goes a bullpen adventure. Yeah. Maybe Craig Stammen won't <laughs> bring him in to throw a wild pitch and uh, give up a three-run bomb. All right. Um, we're going to talk to our good friend Jared Smith. We'll get his thoughts on the Masters and uh, whatever. I don't know. I mean, we've been talking. So we've had so many, you know, college football, NFL, then college basketball. I don't know what we're gonna talk about with maybe you and him, you and Jared could talk soccer for all I care. Okay. Both big all soccer right. guys. Right. Hey, as as people say, you know, you've got to cash a ticket. Cash and a ticket counts all the same. Um, all right, let's uh let's run through some draft props here. Um the Steelers, their odds to 
who will they pick first or what position will they pick first? I always think these are interesting. Last year, the best bet ever, and of course I didn't make it, was I think you still could get plus money on the Chargers picking alignment. And they were getting alignment, offensive alignment. And they got Rashawn Slater. Um, Steelers, they love Malik Willis. Uh, he's been mocked there by a handful of places, but they're picking 20. It's potentially a long road ahead to get up to get Malik Willis. Do they like another quarterback? Do they wait until the second round? Offensive lineman, cornerback, uh, defensive lineman. Uh, let's. Wh- what does your mock have, and is there anything that intrigues you with these odds? Yeah, and, and listen, I, I think the mock is what it is. It's a nice exercise, but I don't think you would necessarily just base your bets of course, on it necessarily. Of I do have them taking a wide receiver, which it looks like is plus six dollars here, which is a, a really good number. They do have a need at wide receiver for sure. Here's the thing: I think they would like a quarterback. I don't think they're going to force it, and I do think that they'll maybe look at one later in the draft. I think a couple of teams are going to do that to say, "Hey, look, we don't think this is the year to like trade up, to invest heavily, to put a whole bunch of draft capital into getting a quarterback." Um, and by the way. The Padres just had a double to lead off the inning, and they just appealed at first. He missed first base. Oh, no. So, no double. Um, <laughs> wonderful. And it looks like he... Eric, oh, he touched it. I think he got yeah, it. Yeah, he touched the bag. It. We'll see if, uh, if they call that on review. Uh, we'll keep you updated. Eric Cosmer once uh, was hitting po- very poorly as a big-time prospect in the Royals organization, got LASIK. And uh, changed everything there for you him. Go. So now, so he, because he of the LASIK, the base, he saw the LASIK. Saw the base clearly. <laughs> uh, so we'll see if the uh, the umpires also see that. Maybe they need LASIK. Um, but yeah, I, I think wide receiver is a position of need. And as we said, um, you know, Sean weighed in on it, but um, I think we both agree there's a lot of really good receivers in this really draft. Receivers. And as I'm looking through, I love Jamison Williams. I'm, I'm not alone on that. I know a lot of people oh, do. So if he wasn't hurt in the championship game, I think he would be clearly the first wide receiver drafted. I actually would invest a little bit in this plus 550 that he's the first receiver picked anyway, because if a team especially doesn't need him maybe day one, because he said, you know, he insists he's going to be ready for training camp. I think that's optimistic. But if you don't necessarily need him day one, like he is, I think the best receiver in this draft might be worth taking a shot on him. And I think if you're the Steelers, if you don't have to take a quarterback, and I think they actually like Trubisky. I, I don't think that they're that concerned with going into the season and saying, hey, he's our guy right now, because we know that with a broken down quarterback in Ben Roethlisberger, they've still had some success the last couple of years. I think they're fine going into the season. I think Trubisky can make plays. I haven't closed the book on him yet either. Go wide receiver. You start giving him some weapons. I think that's the way to go. And if you think that you could put Jameson Williams and, and make him the kind of player that, you know, you can wait a couple of weeks for him maybe in the season and he develops into the kind of player you think he can be. I think that's worth a shot. And I think the Steelers may do something like that. They've invested in their offensive line. It still needs work. We know that they can still go that direction. Uh, but I think one way to help out a quarterback, if you don't, you know, if he's not a world beater, you got Mitch Trubisky, give him weapons. So a little flyer, maybe on wide receiver at six to one. Um, once again, I always like to put out the implied probability, what those odds equal. And that, that's about a little over a 14% chance uh, that they take a wide receiver there. So, uh, maybe something to take a look at. Let's get to the Commanders. 11th pick right now. Uh, the odds are wide receiver plus 160. There's a lot of mocks that have that. Safety plus 180. Uh, a lot of mocks that I've seen recently have Kyle Hamilton dropping to the Commanders there at plus 180. 
Honestly, I would put a line through quarterback. They're not picking a quarterback first. I, I really, no. I really don't. You don't think invest so. the way they did with Carson Wentz. And yeah, quarterback. Not picking a quarterback plus two fifty. Linebackers interesting. They drafted a linebacker first last year in the first round, uh, the kid from Kentucky, and uh, um, Jamin Davis, and he's a disaster yeah. so far. So far, uh, it would be a surprise if they picked the linebacker there, um, but got to remember. Ron Rivera was a linebacker for the 85 Bears, so, you know, maybe he can't help himself if uh, the kid from Utah is available. But anything investable there for you with the Commanders because you have some interesting Commanders news in your mock draft. <laughs> well, news, no. Yeah, I mean, or, but yeah speculation. Speculation, potential. I should say. Because there was some Terry McLaurin. Do they trade maybe Terry McLaurin for a pick? So I do have them trading Terry McLaurin for a pick in my mock draft. But that doesn't affect their first selection. No. Well, it does because then they need then, a wide receiver. Right. So, so then you so would yeah. get rid of wide receiver. So, yeah. So I have wide receiver going in the first round for the commanders with this pick. Um, I, I think it's something that they certainly need uh, already. I think they already need weapons in place. But if you trade McLaurin, I think you definitely need that. And in this case, you know, the Packers have been making some noise about making a big splash in the wide receiver market. And I don't think that means drafting a wide receiver where they are late in the first round. I think they're making a trade. There's some other names to watch. We have seen some massive trades this offseason. McLaurin, I think, is a name to watch. Keenan Allen is a name to watch, too. Terry McLaurin, by the way, uh, Washington has not. It was reported today uh, out of Washington. They have not started contract negotiations. They have not what, even spoken. One to year him. left on his deal. I think he makes $3 million this year. Way underpaid. What is he? Was he a second or third round pick? Third, I believe. Third round pick. Going to get big money based off of all of the, you know, so the, the, the deals. I almost said the R word. <laughs> the red, red word. Uh, the commanders uh, need to make a decision on McLaurin now. I mean, if you if you are not going to sign him long term, and by the way, what is the asking price for McLaurin? I saw the other 20 day. Million I saw year. the other day 24, yeah. 24 and a half is probably around his ballpark. If you're not going to commit to him long term, you better get something for him. Yep. And I think this is the opportunity to do it. The Packers would be an interesting fit. The Packers have two first-round picks. I would make that move. And if you do trade McLaurin away, you obviously need a wide receiver anyway. I think you need one now, as it is. But if you trade him, you certainly need one. Uh, I think wide receiver is a pretty solid pick here. But, again, it's a favorite. I don't like betting favorites yep. in, a, in an index prop like this. All right. Um, Falcons. Falcons, you have them picking a quarterback, plus 250. Uh, that is, they have the eighth pick right now. Wide receiver, plus 140. Defensive lineman, plus 180. Running back, definitely don't see that uh, unless they no. trade way no. back. I mean, I don't even think there's not a running back going to the first round. No. Um, I actually all right, pivot off this real quick because we, we're going to go to break. Jared's going to come on. Brees Hall is a overwhelming favorite to be the first running back selected. I yeah. don't understand this. I mean, to me, it's Walker or nothing on, on my bet. Yeah, and Walker... You can get it plus 200 here at DraftKings. You can get like plus, I saw as high as plus 280 on Kenneth Walker. I yeah. don't understand because once you get further into the draft, it's more of a schematic fit. Yeah. I think Kenneth Walker, if you're going to bet anything, should, should maybe be a little sprinkle at plus 280 or so. Yeah. Be first running back selected. Yeah. I, I mean, listen, I think it's Brees Hall. Maybe. Yeah. But he's minus 250. That's insane. Yeah. All right. We'll talk to Jared Smith, our good friend. In New York City, coming up top of the hour, it is the nightcap here on Beast.
Whether- At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.